you're listening to Asia Never Manacy on Reasoning with Prejudice, where we debate, discuss, and overthink topics that are sometimes meaningful, sometimes lighthearted, but always interesting. And you don't even have to give us a penny for our thoughts. So today, we're really excited to work with our first guest speaker. So Shweta, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Not really, but guess I'll have to do it. Um, I'm Swetha. I'm Niv's sister, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, do you also want to do the honors of introducing today's topic as well? <laughs> sure. Humans have evolved to be social creatures. We travel as a troop. So we thought it'd be fun to discuss the dynamics behind friendships. Totally did not rehearse that. <laughs> if you have to name one most important characteristic you expect your friend to have, what would you name it? I guess I would want my friend to be loyal. Because, like, if they're not, I don't really trust them. For me, it takes a long time for me to trust someone. So I'd say they have to be loyal. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that was the first word that I thought of as well. It's a bit cliche, but cliches are sometimes true. I guess for me, one of the big things is that they actually have to like me. And I'm not just, like, a temporary... I don't know, person they have, you know, like in school when you're the new person and sometimes there's people that just hang out with you because they don't have anyone else. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that person. So I guess that just means I value honesty and, you know, genuine people above anything else. See, that's funny because you've, you've been a new kid a lot of times in your life, haven't you? Yeah. And I've actually, I've actually even been that person, which is interesting because, you know, I read that you kind of hate the qualities in other people that you see in yourself. And when I was the new girl, I've had to settle with people sometimes, like the first time. I was a new kid when like we met, and you made me feel really comfortable. Uh, I think we met in PE, and once we went yeah. inside the, um, the playground bit, uh, she pointed at a couple of girls and said, have you seen Mean Girls? Those people are like the plastics. <laughs> She actually said that. I'm like, how old is she? She's pointing at a couple of popular girls and saying they're like the plastics. No, because I thought you you were like interested in the, I don't know, Western mean girl culture thing. I mean, trust me, I was. But (laughs) I just looked at them and I made a mental note to myself to not talk to them. (laughs) When you you said that, I, I actually imagined you to be in the movie. Like, sort of, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, like, you'd be like Katie, yeah. Kate, Nancy yeah. is Janice. Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. It's true, though, it's but true. But you were really friendly, that was the original point I was going to make. Yeah, I think you do accommodate yeah. new people. I think because you know how it feels like, and you don't want other people to yeah. feel like the same mm. hardship, maybe. Yeah, because nothing's worse than when you feel like someone's using you. I've I, I've known people that have, like, people have just stuck with them for the sake of it. And the minute they found someone they actually liked as a friend, they just left them. I actually get that. I talked to some uh, person, let's call them X. And X has been friends Mm -hmm. with Y for, I don't know, four years. And I just come around now. And uh, X and I become uh, close and X starts drifting away from Y because it's natural. You don't plan for anything to happen. Like with friendships, Mm -hmm. especially like like now like when you're this young you don't do anything maliciously you just hang out with the people that you want to hang out with and I guess sometimes that means like it sounds really bad but it means hurting people because you drift away from them it's good that it happens because then you know they're not going to be your close friend it's like in really leading you on in a way I mean that's one way to put it but it's not a relationship you don't have to stay with just one person but the way I think about it is that, say you liked a friend at 20%, you think 20% is your 100% because you haven't experienced anything above 20%. And then you meet someone mm-hmm. who's higher than 20% and you get closer to them. You don't drop the person who you have friendship at 20%, but you know they're at 20% mm-hmm. because you've experienced something higher. Yeah. And you don't completely ignore yeah. the other person, but I guess when you tend to become closer to one person, the other person goes further away. Especially if you re- relate more with the other person, if you have similar topics to talk to them with, or if your life is kind of similar. 
I guess it's easier to just converse on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Well, um, that's a different issue, isn't it? I think with me, well, sure, sure, most of my friends are similar to me, but I also like people who are not similar to me because you have loads of things to talk about. They can't be boring because if I... Like, even if they're, like, amazing people, if I don't want to spend time with them, it's not going to work. I agree with the point. I mean, they can't be continuously boring. But I feel like you have to give them a chance. In my group, usually, I'm, like, the quiet one. And so I might seem boring, and I'd be kind of hurt Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't want to be friends with me because they haven't just talked. Like, sometimes, I think sometimes the quietest people or the shyest people the people that may seem boring actually end up being quite interesting because you just like want to know all that they've keep been keeping inside like if there's someone uh, let's say loud or confident that's great Mm -hmm. but it's like they're showing you what they like what they're showing everyone but if someone quiet is opening up to you that's a really special thing you know that reminds me of is when um at my birthday and you were like the first time I realized who you really were was when we we're at the library and um, <laughs> we were like fighting over the, the middle seat and apparently I made a sound like a horse you did you like <laughs> properly neighed and then you flipped your hair and so did you think thing. of me like as a really quiet person before that incident I think you kind of kept to yourself a bit. You were like kind of reserved, which made me interesting because it's like when someone is reserved, you just want to know more. But then that again goes against Asia's point. She doesn't want to talk. um, She doesn't want to be friends with boring people. But being quiet does not even factor in if they're interesting. So I guess Asia's point still stands. But what I would add is that What's boring to me would not be boring to Asia, and what's boring to Asia would not be boring to Swetha. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously, like, all people yeah. will have, like, a set of friends that all of their friends will find them interesting and just would want to spend time with them. And mm-hmm. one note that I'm really, really sure of is if you find our podcast boring, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People who have strong personalities, like, all of you have strong, unique personalities. You don't just, like agree with the random person or like when we're discussing you don't just go with the flow and say oh yeah I agree with you but like you have interesting stories no I do that quite a lot actually I think you don't though when it's something close to your heart you yeah close to my heart but not a lot not a lot of things are close to my heart (laughs) see Mandy when you start obsessing over mayonnaise we just let it go (laughs) (laughs) like we don't argue I like ketchup better but I don't argue with you. No, okay, mayo is better. Oh, God. She's tough. Just tell me this. Well, me, I don't like uh, disagreeing with some, like, topics generally, except if it's Niv. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, sometimes I do, if it's, like, if I know I'm right. Manasi, I agree with a strong character's bit. I am usually friends with just strong characters, but... I think there's actually a study which shows that once you put someone in a group and if everyone in the group disagrees or like has a different opinion, you you tend to alter your opinion to suit everyone else. Yeah. We don't do that. In psychology, we were doing this. Like there was like an experiment and they were put in a big group and then people actually conformed even when they knew that the answer was wrong. Okay, so they were like... Um, they gave each participant like two sticks and then they gave one normal stick and then they said which which of these two sticks come um best matches the example one and everyone chose the wrong one but even the like because they were acting and the people who weren't acting just conformed because they wanted to fit in with the group yeah. yeah, I think you don't do it with the people you generally like and you know you're friends with. Yeah, but when you put in a group, you tend to um, you conform to the norms of the group to kind of gain acceptance. What are the things that you have claimed to have done to your friends, which you actually haven't, to fit in a mold that they put forward? Okay, well, you put it like that. But I'm still going to say this because I was quite young, so you can't really blame me. So I was like (laughs) a child, so bear that in mind. 
So I think it was the first time I went in a plane. And then my friends were like asking me how it was and stuff, like to explain the journey. And I remember very clearly because it was a small group and like I was just telling them. And I told them, uh, I opened the window of the aeroplane and I uh, put my head out. Oh my God. <laughs> and, I was afraid. <laughs> and I said, the clouds were like marshmallows. Oh my God. <laughs> and they went into my mouth and stuff. And they actually believed me. <laughs> and like, I had to tell them after like a day, I felt bad. So I was like, you know, that wasn't true. You said that she seems superior to your friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's that's mm. a, that's trying hard not to conform because you want to seem special. Yeah. Yeah. So I think conforming for me happens when you're kind of drifting away from a group because I think like when you change, I guess friendship groups or cliques or whatever you want to call it, you change as a person as well because the people who you're with, they form you or, you know, they help you grow. So mm-hmm. you can't relate as much to the people that you used to be friends with. So this yeah. thing happened quite recently when I was talking to my friends, mm-hmm. um, my older friends who, who I'm not that much in contact with. And uh, we were just talking about like, you know, gossipy stuff like relationships and everything. And they were like really ahead of me so they they just asked me like so like what about you have you like have you been with anyone or do you have any crushes and I I, I was like completely I didn't I didn't have anything like right now yeah that sector is completely closed off mm-hmm. so they kept, kept asking me and I was like no there's there's no one over here that I like mm-hmm. and they're like no but there must be someone like if you had to choose someone in your school like who would it be and stuff so I had to lie yeah and I basically said, yeah, there's this one guy that I'm friends with and I like him. And I made up like this elaborate, not elaborate story, but I mm. kind of extended the truth. And it made me feel kind of bad because I was acting like a person that I don't like very much. Yeah, And after that, I texted Nib right away and I was like, I, I feel really bad because like I hate this person, but I'm acting exactly like him right now. Um. And it's kind of scary. Yeah, but it's completely different because you're trying to reconnect with your friends in some way. That's not your fault. So. I think it's like when you're younger, friendships, for me, they seem a bit superficial than they are right now. When you want to fit in, when you want everyone to like you, you're making up stuff. Mm. But like right now with the, the group of friends that I have, like you guys, it's just real. I don't think I was ever like in a group of friends that I needed to conform to like I was always the weird kid who had like maybe one friend or two (laughs) friends so I didn't actually need to I don't know like all my friends were already like me so I didn't need Mm. to conform I was lucky if the group like you're in is shorter I mean like smaller then you're less likely to conform yeah I agree So so what's your ideal group size it depends what you mean by group because um, you have like an inner circle and then you have other people as well that you're not as close exactly. to but you, you like call to hang out See, with. Um, a couple of years ago I was in a friendship group. There was the eight of us um, and about three of us or four of us were like the inner circle technically but we were close to everyone and I have... I, I liked that feeling of a big group, I guess. I really felt the saying, the more the merrier. Mm, yeah. Know, like, I mean, so, sure, everyone had their flaws and we had our fights and everything, but everyone was so different in personalities and it was so fun mm-hmm. to hang around as a big group. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, that makes sense, but I mean, I've been in both types of groups. I've been in a small one and a big one. And the thing is, with small groups, if you don't like that those people, it will be kind of hard because you only have them to hang out with. But if you have a big group, you can like, even if you don't like some people, you don't have to talk to them as much because it's big. And you can like have in a circle, like you said. But from my experience, um, 
if I've been in small groups, it's because I like all the people. And if I'm in big groups, it's because there's some people that I like and then they hang out with people that I don't necessarily like. Like, I've never been in a big group where I've actually liked all the people, so I can't really judge. Yeah, Yeah. that's true as well. When, When my big group ages ago was formed, it was because I was with my friends and my friends brought their friends and their friends brought their friends and it just became a big group. It was kind yeah. of not gelling well at the beginning, but we ate lunch together every day, all day. Uh, not all day, but every day. And slowly <laughs> we started um, becoming closer. He started getting to know everyone. Are you sure the fact that you didn't know everyone or you didn't like everyone um, doesn't have to do with the fact that you didn't talk to them? yeah that's probably it that's actually a good point Mm. that's something I would do I think the one thing that I like about big groups is that you can have people for certain things so you don't have to be close with just one person so you can go to someone when you're feeling a certain way if something else happens you know that there's another person who's there for you there's like people made for you for different circumstances (laughs) and you know exactly where to go because it's like a big kind of family dynamic yeah that's a good point you made because it kind of shows whether it be it a small group or a large group, each person in the group has a specific function. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Also, um, I haven't answered, I mean, none of us answered the question. Um, my ideal group size would be like average. So three, I would say. I've heard your view sort of sometimes of having three friends. Okay, so Shweta. Mm-hmm. Um, you said your ideal group size is three people. So what um, what makes you say that? It's just that if it's a big group, generally what I tend to do is I'm quiet. Like the entire, I mean, during lunch and stuff, I know I'm quiet. I can like feel it. I'm like, I've got to say something. But then I don't really want to because I'm just a shy person. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I think yeah, and I I people that. don't really know me that well then because I'm quiet. So I think if a sh- in a sh- like smaller group, people would like know me more and I'd be closer to them all. That makes sense. Yeah, when I when I was in a big group, right? Like I I knew that I was quiet as well. Like I knew that I wouldn't really join in the conversations as much as I would if it was a smaller group. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like I just need to say one line for lunch. Oh my god, I'm fine. Are we still in the group? and I would say my line everyone would look at me and like my cheeks would burn <laughs> and literally like it just wasn't good it wasn't yep, good. Been there. my ideal group size would be big um I don't know exactly how big but even though it's big I need to have one or two people so like two people that I'm close to plus lots of people and I'd like there to be if possible, a 50-50 balance in gender because it's always interesting to get new perspectives. Do you think gender affects how well, how close people are in a group? Not how close people are, but it definitely affects the dynamics of the group. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Dynamics as in from, you know, topics that you talk about, from how you talk about them, like, you know, viewpoints each gender, even though I don't like to use stereotypes. There are certain things you talk to your girlfriends than you would to your boyfriends. Yeah, it, it comes down to like what you relate with. But even in kindergartens, um, if you've seen studies done, girls tend to, tend to just talk to girls. Boys tend to just talk to boys. Once you grow up, that tends to change. Yeah. From secondary school to when I went to sixth form, I saw the difference. There were more mixed gender groups in mm-hmm. sixth form than there was in secondary school. Even more in universities. I mean, I'm imagining it to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it kind of takes age to grow some tolerance, maybe, maybe to understand mm-hmm. boys don't have cooties. I don't know. We were talking about different roles in friendship groups. What role do you think you play? <laughs> the quiet one well that's not really a role yeah it is you'd be the quiet one the listener I think I'm I, I, I see myself as more of I'm the weirder one or 
the goofier one that I hope unintentionally like makes you laugh I hope but it's okay if you don't but yeah that's how I see myself as just yeah you're definitely probably the Phoebe of the group yeah the Phoebe yeah Yeah, the Phoebe of the group I love that oh that's like the best okay the Phoebe Phoebe is the weird one from friends just in case you don't I think you're goofy but then your goofiness has a limit (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, and I do laugh at things that you don't meant to be um, mm. said as a joke, like the dangly bottle. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking about friends, I'll probably say I'm the Ross of the group. So I'm like socially awkward and it like takes a lot for, for someone to like me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes Ross. Not in the show. Um, they do. I agree like with that, but like, you're, he has his highlights. Yeah. I feel like Asia sometimes the mediator as well to some yeah. extent. Mm-hmm. Like you know no, when what does that mean? Mediator, like, yeah, you go re- resolving fights. Mm. Yeah, but I don't do that. Yeah, not you resolving, do. but like calming it down. So like if three of us are having like a heated argument, I think you're the one who just like kind of stays calm in a way so there's not like yeah but that doesn't much... mean I resolve fights I just like slowly back away because I know that I can't do no, anything no, to I, stop oh my god you guys usually when there's an argument Manasi uh, and I are at each other's throats and <laughs> we need backup because both of us are equally strong and we yeah you at that point when we're fighting I'd be like a craving Asia's backup yeah I oh feel like something's like... thinking when she supports you because then I know I'm all by myself. Literally, I look at her like I'm like, do you know what I mean? And then she's like, she goes, yeah, and that, that's all I need. Because when Asia talks, like I've seen this, when Asia talks, everyone listens. I can imagine Swetha being the peaceful one, kind of in yeah. her group. Mm. Yeah, almost I, like I, I, I'm just the... leave me be, and I won't step on your toes. <laughs> I'm definitely that like. I'm like just the calm one. I mean, calm one, and like, yeah. So the thing is, I think it's because your friends. Um, I I've seen when you were younger, you were more open, but after that, you just became more closed off. In a sense, I know who you truly are, and your close friends know who you truly are. But the majority of your friends have no idea who you are. Yeah, I know. Like I've tried, and like at home, Swetha is like really quick at saying comebacks or jokes and she's musical and when you see her there's always like music kind of running through her and you know that but and but in school she seems like a completely different person she sees me um and she does this weird eyebrow raise i'm like what the hell <laughs> she does that to me as well <laughs> well it's yeah. okay it's unconscious i don't know i'm doing it and then at home she's like creeping outside my door and she closes it slowly like staring at me through the very end <laughs> um, okay and, I sound weird yeah and she but, sits behind me in my room and takes pictures of me and writes I was here all along <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she's a basically a very creepy person but if you ask her friends I don't think they would say that yep definitely mm. not I mean, I think I was like that at school at like once upon a time, like in India and stuff. But like after the move, like when we moved here, I really wanted to fit in. So mm. I was like trying to adjust myself to like how people want. And yeah, and that's just not me. Do you think, sorry, do you think cultural differences comes into that play as well? Yeah, definitely. Because like, so um, me and Nev are from India. Uh, we moved here when I was uh, 12, was it? Yeah. And never. I think you were 11. Yeah, 11. And yeah, it was a big change. And that change really changed me. And I just became yeah. a quiet person. I mean, I don't know if you know, Nev. I wasn't quiet in India, was I? No one believes mm, me yeah, if no. I do say that. You're not quiet. Yeah. Uh, she I... once, uh, when she was a kid, uh, she was chasing a boy. And well, she fell down and slit her eyebrow and there was like so much blood. They had to call me out of my class to inform me and call my parents. Okay, uh, firstly, mm. just clarifying, I wasn't chasing, he was chasing me. Because <laughs> I was cool like that. <laughs> I relate to that. Like, I relate to what you've said about moving 
to different places and you know changing because I think with you guys I am myself but back in India I used to be myself with the entire class so I wouldn't like be socially awkward or shy away from talking to people I was just like who I am with you guys like for example once I was sitting next to this guy like it was and he did something to annoy me like he said something to really piss piss me off and I just like pushed him with my hip and he accidentally <laughs> fell off the chair I'm not proud of it but I wouldn't like do that are. now <laughs> no I am kind of proud of it <laughs> yeah like picking fights and just you know like talking to people like who I am yeah that's another thing I can't thing. do it here picking fights is one way that you can know for sure that you're yourself with your friends yeah <laughs> because you don't generally pick them. fights and scream at people you know who wouldn't come back to you exactly I don't think I changed a lot by moving sure my group size decreased but I don't know. I don't, I don't I know. I've always been like in envy. Yeah. yeah, in envy of that. Because yeah. like you you just seemed so like you moved and you didn't change a bit. You were just like, ooh, <laughs> like I'm normal. And I was there like dancing around like a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The move was difficult for me as well. It took a long time to find who my friends were. But once I did, I think I was happy. Um, you said a point uh, ages ago. You were like, you only fight with people you know who will come back. But that's not really true. I like still fight. And I'm like, I fight because I know they're wrong. So let's put it this way. You fight with people who know who, who, who you know will come back to you. Or with people who you yeah. don't care if they come back to you. Yeah, that's it. That's... I don't know what role the I glue. Play. I guess it depends <laughs> on my mood. Sometimes I'm the villain. Sometimes I'm the hero you're the glue i think you're the one that glues everyone together yeah i would agree with that you're like the bridge you're like someone who everyone can go to yeah oh that sounds like like a compliment you're like the alpha but they're gonna hate she's not the alpha (laughs) i think yeah (laughs) maybe that's why i'm the alpha (laughs) no one's the alpha here like there's no alpha in this group, I think, because everyone's like well, stro- so strong. Alpha. I think it has mm. to be a bigger group. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're all the alphas, my bad. I think it's just because we're like strong headed people. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We don't uh, just listen to someone for the sake of listening. Like, if Niv, I've seen Niv say stuff to Asia, like, do this, do that. Or like, sometimes when Asia wants to like skip classes, Niv was like, you have to go. And then Aisha's like, no, no now that you've said that, I'm not going. Like, so there was an alpha. <laughs> She's a rebel. If it comes to friends, I'd say I'm Monica. I think you're most like Monica in the whole group. Mm. I'm just not in the friends characters. No, you'd like, probably be Chandler. I'm no, not- I think Niv is Chandler. I think yeah. Shweta is. I think Shweta is. Gonta. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I actually love that. I think Niv is Monica though. Like even when you like go to your house, you're you're such a nice host. Do you know what I mean? Like you're making sure that everyone is comfortable and like no one's, I don't know, feeling. Do you know? Like you just take care. That's like, you take care of people. Oh, a mom. Yeah, you just made me sound like a mom of the group. Yeah, you're the mom of the group. That's who you are. <laughs> Maybe. Take but it sometimes you are, because when you say, you can't go to the park in the night, Niv. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't but go it's... to Bullring at, like, I don't know, 5pm. But that's oh, the adult supervision. <laughs> the adults will save you from serial killers. <laughs> I think I'm just responsible. Wants... Yeah. Maybe. I think Manasi just wants to use the adults as a human shield, like... Push them towards the serial killer and yeet. <laughs> yeet. <laughs> so in a room full of people, if you go in, how do you choose who to talk to? I let Ooh. them come to me. <laughs> I would go towards, like, the most friendliest person. But you don't know if they're friendly. Mm, the one that looks just as sane as me. 
Someone who's smiling, maybe. I'd probably go sit in an open seat or like try to talk to the quietest one. You guys are all alphas, I'm telling you. No one does that. No one just sits on their own and expects people to come. Brown people, basically. And it's it's not, I think, I guess it's, I don't know if it's racist or stereotypical or weird, but I just identify with them more. And I just imagine in my mind that because they might think the same as me. So I, I sit next to those people if they're smiling. Mm. But... I don't think I do that, but that's a general consensus. Um, yeah. So I was listening to this um, Instagram live by this um, black medical student and she was saying how there was lack of representation mm-hmm. and how she felt really lonely in her class mm-hmm. because there were not many people who looked like her. And yeah. I guess you don't really recognize that until you're the only person who looks different and you don't feel a sense of home or belonging yeah. of where you are. Also, I wouldn't go into a room where I don't know anyone. I no, but you someone's... will. Like, when you start a new school, when you start uni, like, you're going to yeah. have to be put in these situations. You That's generally what. start talking to the same gender as you. N- not always. For me, I, I mean, think. not always, but most of the times. Yeah. If I probably had the choice, then subconsciously I would probably choose um, female a girl. Mm. I don't know why, but that is ingrained in our brain somehow. Maybe I actually won't like. I don't know, like maybe. New, maybe yeah. See, new, I think like, all of us have our yeah. own kind of not mm-hmm. bias, a preference. I would say. So you said you prefer people of your ethnicity. I don't Not do that, always. but then I have a preference in gender. Because sometimes new girls kind of intimidate me in a way, especially if they're really confident, like I just get intimidated. I think another thing that one of our listeners kind of sent in was um, when you're in a group full of one gender and you're the different gender, what are the social implications of that? Would you be okay with it? I think I would like it. I would like to be the only girl in a group of just guys. I would need at least one girl with me. Yeah, I don't too. think I would like it. If, if they're all of a different gender, they're going to have some things they don't tell you. And you're going to be like the one they'll be afraid to talk about. Okay, yeah, I don't, about. I don't know. I don't think that's true because um, Asia Manasi, uh, you guys will know, there's one person in our group who's not the same gender as us. And I think at least personally i've told him the same things that i've told you guys that's true yeah i think it takes more time maybe to actually get close to a person the opposite sex but yeah i think once you're close you wouldn't differentiate as much yeah Yeah. so basically if you're off like in a group full of different genders i feel like they're gonna have different things to talk about sometimes like uh i know this is stereotypical but boys usually like in a big group if there's like a big group of boys some of them will be interested in football so they might be trying to convince the others who don't watch football to join in and i like i feel like i wouldn't like that type of conversations see but that's not specific to genders it has to do with everything so for example um sometimes when asia manasi and i talk Manasi and I kind of go, go on a tangent about Indian movies and Asia would be feeling a little lost. And Asia and Manasi start talking about product design and I'm a bit lost. I think it's to do with what you have in common with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what what kind of things would you keep from the opposite gender? We've um, had a few discussions about, like, I don't know, genitalia or sex and that topic. I don't think I'd be comfortable talking to the other gender as much as I would be with the girl. I've actually done that though. Like with, I've had conversations mm. with someone as the opposite gender about that stuff. And like, yeah, if they're not being awkward and I'm not being awkward, like I don't mind. I, I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah, I think there's certain taboo about those uh, things, but I think it's possible. It depends on how close you are. It doesn't depend on yeah the sex or the gender. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I think it really has like to do with how much you know the person and also like how awkward you are because Swayta doesn't even talk about that stuff with me and I'm her sister 
I mean, <laughs> should I talk about that with you? You're my sister, the same reason. Yeah, but I, I mean, to be fair, I don't talk, talk about, about it with anyone because I'm just awkward. Yeah, you, you're you're really awkward. So also, it depends on how awkward you are, and it doesn't necessarily mm. depend on how close. No matter how close Shweta gets with a person, I don't think she would ever discuss that. To be fair, I agree with what you guys said about the close being close with someone. Yeah, and awkwardness. But I think there are some social implications, like I said, because uh, I think, I, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but when you're a girl in a group of guys, te- people tend to look at you differently. Yeah. As in the other outsiders, yeah. they have certain prejudice against you. I agree with that. Like, it works, like, with both gender. If, if you're, like, a boy in an all-girls group or a girl in an all-boys group like that mm-hmm. like socially people will judge you like I, I mean I don't know if it's like on purpose or something but it's quite sad and yeah bad. and they make you feel so- like someone you're not so mm. in movies we've seen a guy who hangs out with a group full of girls um would be uh, kind of shamed as being a gay person even though they're not yeah. Uh, even if they are, like, why do you have to shame someone for that? And it doesn't depend on how, who they're friends with. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, really bad. I don't, like, like that when people do that. Yeah, I mean, I know these people, when they're kids, they kind of use that word as, uh, as a derogatory word. It's not just kids. It's mostly, it's widely used. Yeah. And with girls, um, you don't really get labelled as a lesbian, but I think... You get labelled as being... A slag. Promiscuous. Yeah. I don't know. What is this about? <laughs> Why did we decide this is okay? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I i don't think I've ever thought that about... Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I, ha- I haven't either. Like, Me I neither. have a friend in a, <laughs> who's, a, who's a boy in a group full of girls. I would never think that person is gay. I, I just... I've heard these assumptions from other people... Mm. And I just don't think it's okay. Like yeah, yeah. Like I don't even I don't even know where this comes from. Is that the reason why, like, as even as a kid, like you don't want to be seen as that person? Like, so you <laughs> stick with the people from your own gender? I think that's, that's the a reason. really good point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that was a bit uh, uh, depressing. The truth okay. hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. What factors affect how good a friendship is? So we talked about gender as being one. Nave's favourite word, wavelength. Yeah, similarities is a better word, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You have to connect like a puzzle piece. You need to balance each other out. A puzzle yeah, piece. Not balance. That's so you just... cute. That's such, such a cute way of putting it. <laughs> what, balancing each other out? No, a puzzle piece that like fits together. I think we've mm. talked about... Is this to do with soulmates? We're talking about... Yeah. <laughs> it feels a bit, yeah. I mean, it's I like, guess your friends can yeah. be your soulmates. When someone says something that might be out of, like, weird or unusual, the way the other person responds to it, it's really interesting on how they mm. click. Like, the conversation flows or how you can just talk about anything and everything. I think that... I don't know how to yeah. explain it. Yeah, no, how... I mean, um, I was listening to this podcast and uh, the person said, so choose your friends carefully because in a while, uh, your characteristic would be the average of those people's characteristics. So mm-hmm. if you have five friends, your characteristic would be an average of those five. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think you start to adapt into some of the mannerisms of your friends. So, you kind of tend to choose people you admire in some sort of way, because you know this subconsciously, uh, most people, I don't know if I'm always right, but mm-hmm. you choose people, and then over a period of time, you start to like be like them. You don't actively think that, but I think that happens. Mm. I, I don't think, think it's true. true. Like, I, I mean, you have a good point, obviously. But like, sometimes, like, I've been friends with people that were quite mean. And, like, I didn't choose them knowing that. Like, obviously, you know? No, yeah. 
I'm not saying your choice will always be right, but obviously when you choose friends, you choose a fragment of what they show you because there's no way since the beginning you know everything about them. I agree with that. Because the beginning of sixth form, I was mm-hmm. kind of like, because both my friends uh, went to different, um, what's, yeah, sixth forms. So basically I didn't really have a group and I had a choice between like, not a choice, but you I did. Mean, you you guys, did have a choice. I did have a choice, yeah. You guys invited me to sit and lunch, poked. and I, I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like this thing where I sat with another group for one lunch and you guys for another lunch or something. And then I just chose you guys because I like to. I think it's just the poaching tactics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luring someone in. So what made it's... you? what made you choose us? you guys were just interesting do you know what I mean like not okay I think you were very curious it was like one actively invites you to sit with them or wants to be your friend or wants to talk to you because that makes you want to talk to them like doing that for someone who you don't know that well is something like really great the fact that you want to do that just shows that you might become great friends Later on, mm. and it just like makes me think that if I hadn't chosen you, I would be such a different person right now. Like, you guys have rubbed off so much on me. Like, I, I don't know, I'd be completely different. Yeah, kind of like you chose us because we chose you. Yeah, but I also had other people choosing. Trying, I, I don't know, I, it just felt right. Yeah. I don't know. How did that friendship group change you, and how did Asia Night change you? I think that friendship group made me a bit more, like, introverted. I think you've taught me how to aim higher because if I genuinely believe that if it wasn't for you and I would never have applied to Cambridge or aimed for, like, high grades or just aimed for more out of life than settling for something and being happy with something that you're just, you know, that's settling for something that's basic and average and even my mom said this you know yeah I mean I think you're confusing maybe your personal growth and maturity with what your friends did I think you would have done this despite who your friends were because you grew up I I don't think I would have because I'm the kind of person that's my friends are people that are you know really introverted or um I don't know, just keep keep distance from people. That's how I'll be. It's just how it is. I'm changing that because right now with you guys, I'm more myself than I've been in the past because, I don't know, you just personal growth, as you said. Hmm. But yeah, the aiming higher thing is definitely there because that's what my mom said as well. Like she, I don't know, she just thinks because you guys motivate me so much. You're like, you can do it. Like, you can do this. You know, like th- this is this is like nothing why are you settling for something that is so low and i like that take that every person who didn't want to be friends with me i make you better <laughs> that's kind of a self burn actually as well. yeah how have i changed sweet that do you know how i've changed well from when you were in india now well from before I was Asia's and Manasseh's friend. Oh, actually, yeah, this be interesting to hear. Straight they will know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you're much nicer than you were. <laughs> oh. I don't know, did their niceness rub off on you or something? Am I nicer? Well, okay, well, we still fight, obviously. That's, that's normal. But, like, I know more about what's yeah. going on with your friends right now. Than I did like in India I had I mean I mean not India like just generally before Asian Manasi I knew nothing I knew who they were obviously um but you didn't really tell me much about them but now you do I don't know if that's the big change yeah or that's just I me mean, nagging you until think... you spill the tea <laughs> <laughs> I think after I became um Manasi and Asia's friend I became less private um mm. before uh sure like i used to introduce my friends to my family and everything but now i made an effort to get my family be friends with my friends 
Yeah, that, that's that's what I meant, but you just polished it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I became more... Um, I tried to join both my family and friends together and I made sure I was involved in their family life as well. So I would mm. talk to your parents more, both of your parents, and I would engage. And probably I am nicer because when I do something, um, my friends before, they gave me... Uh, unwavering support but here if I did something you guys would just tell me what are you doing shut up <laughs> you know just call me out for what, what I'm doing wrong man is yeah. it like an essay <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah I, I liked that I think I think I grew in the way where I became less private and hmm. more vulnerable in, a, in, in some way yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I think that makes me feel nice. You guys, um, like Manisi said, gave me more freedom to be who I am. Yeah. Like I didn't have to fake anything. Um there was no need. No. We all know Niv hates making small talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Asia? I'm sure you're draining this question right now. I don't think I've changed much to be honest. Uh, I guess it's the same as Manasi then. Like now, my friends just push me to do, well, not push me, more like force me (laughs) (laughs) to do things that I don't know, I guess that I would never have done. Peer pressure. With my friends before, um, I would be peer pressured to do things that are more like frowned upon. And like, don't get me wrong, like, we do things that, you know. aren't the best or you know (laughs) but um I do more things that um I don't know make me more just more as a person I guess yeah I think since the first day I met Asia I've seen her like become more confident she doesn't like I don't think you would ever agree to that because you don't see your progress but Mm. I, I really felt that even when you think about the public speaking thing to the Instagram live, that was just two years. And, like, you've changed a lot. We bring out the best in each other, but also yeah. the worst, because we've done some serious stupid crap. Mm. No, we haven't. Uh, yeah, we have. We bought hamsters. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. without telling our parents. Because we turned a you guys turned it. I was a minor. You dragged me into oh, you're that. You're still story. a minor. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but basically, uh, I turned eighteen first, and we wanted to exercise our newly found power. Most people got <laughs> tattoos and drank. We got hamsters. <laughs> and we named the hamsters Hades and Persephone. <laughs> okay, that was your idea. <laughs> It was a good learning opportunity. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we did some that. stupid crap. I can go on and on, but I'm just going to stop here for like my benefit. <laughs> what about you, Sweta? How have you changed? Um, well, all of your changes are really good. Um, well, it's not their fault, but I don't think my change is that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you well, mean? Well, okay. From the group before, like... It's much better because in the group before, I was even scared to talk because, like, I feared like being judged. But here, I can like talk, but not as much. But mm. still, progress, I guess. But mm. like, who I used to be ages ago, like, that's not the same person. Like, I think that's natural with anyone though, because when you're a child, you don't think about getting judged. You just talk like you're just yourself, and then you go through a phase where you're like oh, like, people are actually going to judge me. But then you find yourself again. Yeah, I think that was quite different for me. I remember when I was in year one or year two, I used to be really quiet. And then Mm -hmm. year three happened, and I was one of the loudest kids in the class. And after that, it was just an uphill climb. I think, Shweta, like, from my experience as well, this is mostly a phase. Like, I know it's easier said than, like, being true. But for me as well, like, I I used to be quiet, and I found myself again. I think it's also, yeah. like, the age or where you are at in life. Matters. Yeah. I'm, like, so self-conscious of what people think. That I just I just end up being quiet. I'm, like, it's best no one's going to judge me from quiet. But that's not true. Trust me, you won't care. Like, I 
think you won't care in a few years. Yep, hopefully. <laughs> you know, study um, studies tell us that we're terrible judges of friendship. Apparently, most of us think that it's a two-way street, but how you feel about a person is completely different from what they feel about you, and you misjudge. You might call someone a friend, and they may be like, ugh, no, you're not. <laughs> really, Niv? That's very helpful. Thanks. <laughs> well, no. Um, I think it goes two ways because some might might someone might consider you as their friend, and you might think, well, I'm I'm glad I think I'm their friend, but they're just they're, they're just a company. They're not a friend, or mm. I don't really like them. Like I hate them. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I agree. But I don't really do that with a lot of people. But I do do that though. I mean, you kind of have to do that. If someone thinks you're friend, you are their friend. You can't just like tell them you're not. Yeah, but then <laughs> you you're nice, and then you say you go along with it, and then you say, oh, "Okay, we are friends." But in your head, you know you're not. So if you think that, then how many people think that about you? What if I'm not really your friend? <laughs> you're not. You remember too much to not be. Yeah, you would have to pretend an awful lot, and I don't think anyone would like have the motivation to do that especially when it's like with me like you don't have that no one would have the motivation to pretend to be my friend literally (laughs) (laughs) that's actually pretty funny to be fair because i would say the same thing (laughs) because i'm exhausting i know people who stay with me really want to stay with me (laughs) can you good point you said what if what if we discuss how like to stay friends like I don't know because you talk about this a lot now. Oh yeah. You don't like it when you just like people just break it off with you. See, I think with that, I'm just messed up in that way because I can't let go and I can't move on, and mm-hmm. I struggle to accept that a friendship has come to a natural end, and yeah. I always fight for like the prolonged friendship. And I, I sometimes I take pride in that. So yeah. my longest friendship, it's eleven years, going on twelve, I think. And <coughs> yeah, sometimes distance kind of comes into play, yeah. where because I moved from a different country, it's hard to um, meet up or to schedule a, a video call when both of us are free with the time difference and everything, but. Despite all that, the text and the technology allows you to stay friends, so there's no excuse, you know? And, like, the people I choose, I think I become really close to them because I chose them and they're my friends. I can't let that go. Yeah. You make it sound like it's a Hogwarts choosing ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I did, so. Yeah. What about when, like, because... You know, you said that sometimes the effort is one way, Mm. like, the other person doesn't want to keep in touch, and that always, like, puts me off. That's, like, a not a deal-breaker. I'll fight a bit, but not too much, because I don't want to seem like Mm. I'm begging for their friendship, or just, like, desperate, because it's it's just, like, a point of your ego or self-worth, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. It happens sometimes. Yeah. So, I told you I was in a group of eight people, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I tried with all of them, but I think only three people remain close to me. And those three people are the people who constantly put effort yeah. as well, because it takes two to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Asia? I have enough. I have no experience to go off, but I don't see ever like stopping talking mm. with you guys, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If something comes to a natural end. So I keep imagining what I'll do when I'll go back to India. You know, we won't relate on much, like most of the stuff that we do right now. But I can just imagine sending you guys like voice notes of just like, because if I'll be too tired to type, I'll just like sit on my bed and just record a, a huge like one minute or like three minute voice note or of like stuff that happened or stuff that annoyed me, the part that you guys know about me just like communicating that way because even though the time difference will be different like right now we all have the same schedule I can just imagine myself doing Mm. that and it makes me feel really happy because I can have someone to talk to that way 
even if they're not yeah. in my life presently. See, that's really sweet because I always tell, I don't know if you remember, but it's almost like I'm a human diary of both of your lives and mm. and Swayther's life, but then <laughs> I've always been Swayther's diary. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask me something about yourself and I would know. Like, even when we have the podcast and I ask a question, I know the answers, I give you the answer and you're someone like... <laughs> you remember most of the things that we don't remember yeah literally i think that's really sweet i would really like that i would i'd expect you guys to do the same (laughs) i'd want to hear trust me i will have a lot of rants and all of us can just get together in the night and play ludo (laughs) yeah and i would be your kids godmothers and then bridesmaids (laughs) at your weddings and stuff (laughs) straight us like cringe (laughs) <laughs> yeah you read my mind just kidding it's nice yeah it's nice you guys are doing that yeah and i've never really felt this kind of way before like i've, I've told you guys before that i don't really end up um staying in touch with people but with technology and the fact that you can just leave voice notes leave big huge paragraphs yeah at any time is so convenient See, and, and there is absolutely no excuse because if friends go apart, it's because of them, not because of the inability. Yeah, and no I never... agree with that. Like, now sometimes, like, um, when people text me, I, like, after we finish talking, I just don't, like, I, don't, I do want to text them back, but I don't because I'm just not the type of person who would text first unless I really want to. I, I just can't, like, I don't know why I do that, but I just, uh, I just don't. And then that, yeah. it seems like I'm avoiding them, but in reality, I'm just not the person who wants to text first. I know, I get you as well, because sometimes I talk to people who are, like, long-lost friends, and I'm just exhausted after I text them. Yeah, oh, I hate those. Those are, like, terrible, I just want to be like, oh, God, someone please call me so that I do i can give an excuse yeah like after a while i just i just want like to go down and like watch tv i just say it bye i'm going downstairs i'm, I'm done talking to you yeah <laughs> but I don't, I don't say that to everyone i just say that to like the close friends yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i actually like, do like, the opposite of that you know like i do it for the other person like if never asia is like talking to someone i'll just like try to just I don't know, make them go away in a subtle yeah, way. I would love Manasi for that. They'd be wasting my time talking about nonsense and Manasi would be like, no, yeah. last question, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to go. <laughs> or just like, yeah, let's go get food or something. And mm-hmm. it's just annoying me, like, just go away. I don't like yeah. you. <laughs> when people say hmm? they're busy, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not busy, they just don't want to spend time with you. That's what I do. Mm. I just say I'm busy to people, but I'm actually not. I am busy. My schedule is packed and I have like commitments, but I can make time if I wanted to. If you really want to do something, you will do it. Yeah. You sound so professional. You're like, my uh, schedule is packed, but I still find <laughs> the time. Yeah, I mean, think about it in year 13. and it was, I was so busy, but I was not too busy to make time for it who matters yeah so i guess the conclusion is that you always find the right people we all like try to find people who make make us happy yeah we all try to find people happy and like i like to believe that one day or another we're gonna find those people and i feel like i found those people so you know (laughs) that's good but yeah it's just (laughs) thank you (laughs) and even if you don't if you're content with who you are i guess it truly does not matter whether you have a large group of friends or a small group of yeah. friends. Yeah, like what you said about human diaries, I think that's a really nice way to think about it because even if you've been friends for five years or two or, you know, ten, you're always going to, like, leave a mark on them, like how you leave marks on places. You know, like, you know the bridge in Paris where you lock, yeah. like, you write oh. something on a lock and then you lock it to the bridge? The it's like yeah and then you throw the key into the water it's like you're forever like made your mark on people and you've like 
moving through life, just meeting people, making an impression on them, changing their lives. And it's just beautiful to think of it that way. Mm. Yeah. And that's a good note to leave it at. Thanks for listening. You can follow us at Reasoning with Prejudice on Instagram. You can listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Red Circle, and Radio Public. Tune in to our next topic, which is on what happens when you die. We explore different theories and talk about our beliefs, as usual. You've been listening to Reasoning with Prejudice with Niv and Manasi and Asia. Don't forget me! Don't forget me! Pats it up! <laughs>